Hello, and welcome to the third season of the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you with tips and strategies to help you deepen your faith, build stronger relationships, and do the most with your life in Christ. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. So this week, I would like to double down on two topics that you heard in last Monday's episode. It was titled, Praying for Daylight. And firstly, and most importantly, I talked to you quite a bit about prayer, like real, desperate, emotional prayer. And I just want to say thank you to so many who reached out over the last seven days about that. It feels very comforting to know that even in challenges, we are facing the same challenges. And of course, God is the solution for all of us. So last week, part of it was on prayer. I also talked a little bit at the beginning about country music, Rascal Flatts and their song, Praying for Daylight. We didn't really dig into that or anything. But this week, we're bringing both things back. Most importantly, again, I want to talk to you about prayer specifically unanswered prayers from your past and how you reflect back on those things, how you're able to look to the present and what God has done in your life and find a sense of gratitude, and then we'll talk a little bit about praying in the future and how we can keep this incredible confidence that God will sift through all of the requests of his people and give us what we need. But also, we're going back to the country music. And this time, we'll dig in a little more. I have to say, as a teenager in the 90s, my favorite country artist was Garth Brooks. The first two concerts I ever attended were Garth Brooks concerts, and they were incredible. I can still see the guy in the white suit playing the white piano on the stage. And we all thought it was Garth, and then all of a sudden, he comes flying out of the floor to the side, and the whole place goes crazy. So I purchased, like, all of his music in the 90s, and recently I've kicked up the XM radio in my car. You know, I waited for the $5 a month deal, jumped on it. So I've been listening to the Garth station, and the other day an old favorite came on, Unanswered Prayers. Do you remember that one? If you're like me, you can probably recite all the lyrics. It opens with, Just the other night at a hometown football game. My wife and I ran into my old high school flame. He goes on to explain that all these memories came back, although they couldn't exactly recall that many things from their high school days. He talks about how all he wished for and wanted was for the two of them to be together, but it didn't happen. It goes into the chorus where he says, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. At the end of the song, he says, As we walked away, I looked at my wife, and then and there I thanked the good Lord for the gifts in my life. So that's our topic today. What about all of the unanswered prayers in your life, things in your past that you wanted more than anything, that you'd reasoned out perfectly, that you humbly approached God to request, and it didn't happen. And now, as you assess where God has brought you and what he's doing in your life today, 
What is your attitude about all of that? And how will it affect where you go from here? I have to say, if I can get a little bit too personal, probably, when I hear this song, it takes me way back to early teenage years. There was this girl from church, and I liked her a lot. And I remember being in a deer stand. My dad took me out hunting. I climbed this ladder stand. I'm sitting there for hours, and I'm just asking God, God, would you please let she and I get married? And then I went through this whole mental picture of us getting married and having kids and living this life together. And I was just going to God saying, God, this is what I want. Can I have it? But it didn't happen. We dated for a little while. It all fizzled out. And now, just like the song, I can look at my wife into her eyes and thank God for unanswered prayers. And that's not saying anything against the girl that I liked when I was young, although I will say she didn't exactly grow up to be the servant of God as of yet that she should be. It's more of almost a sheepish acknowledgement that God knew better all along. Do you believe that about God? That while he has asked us to take everything to him and make requests of him, in the end, he knows exactly what we need and he gives us exactly the thing that is appropriate for our life. Now, I want to share something with you before we get into this unanswered prayer business. To me, it is increasingly incredible that God answers our prayers at all. Just the very idea that the maker of the entire universe listens to you, that he cares about the things you care about, that he's willing to sympathetically see life from your point of view and consider your requests. We know in the Bible that God has answered many prayers, and he's answered many for you and for me. Carnal prayers about safety or health, all kinds of things. And you might say, well, what's the big surprise in that? God loves us, he hears us, he listens to us, and oftentimes he says yes. My issue is this, you and I, we're looking at life through a straw. That's an illustration I use a lot around here. We can see so very little. Imagine if you had a patch over one eye, and over your other eye was taped a straw, and all you could see was a little light dot at the end. Would you be able to go anywhere? Could you even walk across the room? That's all we can see. Have you thought about that? All I am aware of right now is what is happening in this moment in this room. I cannot see or control anything in the past. I cannot see or control anything outside of this tiny space. And certainly I have no concept of what is coming even five minutes from now. A tiny speck of light is in my view with a whole world of past, present, and future beyond my gaze. And that's not even considering the spiritual world. We have but a glimpse of the physical life we're living with extreme limitations. And yet I have no visibility of the spiritual world around us from the presence and power of angels to the devil's work contrary to godliness. And so I go to God in a deer stand as a teenager asking about marriage in my future, 
or even now praying about my life or my family's life or someone else's life, I can see nearly nothing. And God can see every single thing. What was, is, and will be, both spiritually and physically. Why does he listen to me at all? Well, I guess the answer is that's just the nature of our amazing creator. That he would send his son to have fellowship with us. That he would redeem us and see us as righteous even though we aren't. And knowing how little we know, he still lets our desires and our view have an impact on his plan. Remarkable to me. But with that in view, it ought to become very, very clear why God says no to a lot of the things that we ask. You have to believe that if all you can see of life is a tiny speck and you're missing everything else going on, that a lot of the requests that you would make known to God would be short-sighted. They would be limited. They would lack perspective. And so it would only make sense that God would need to decline a great many of those requests, or at least grant them affirmation in a different way that we never saw coming, not with this straw taped over my eye. And so the first thing I want to ask you is this. Can you be at peace with that? Things that you thought God should have said yes to, there were a hundred reasons, and God went another way. Can you find peace in that? Can you go to God and say, Lord, I know you probably shouldn't be listening to me anyway. I know my requests are so basic, and yet you've done so many things. Father, I appreciate that you don't give me what looks to me to be needed when you see so much more. So can you thank God for the unanswered prayer? And maybe a better question, would you even want God to say yes to you if you knew it wasn't his plan for your life. I would like all Christians to think about that. When you look back at what didn't come to fruition, clearly it wasn't what God's will is for who you became. Would you even want it now, knowing that God would have to go away from his will in order to give it to you? Which brings us to the present for a moment. Let's not look backwards this entire episode. I want you to think about the product of all of God's answers as it exists in your life at this very moment. To whom you are married, the nature of your health, your family, where you live, everything going on in your life is the product of things that God said yes to when you asked him and things he declined when you requested it. It has led you to this point. And lest you and I begin to complain about that, I want to ask you firstly, can you take comfort in knowing that if you are living by faith, you are where God wants you to be? Even if you faced consequences of your sin, God led you from there to here. Can you appreciate that? But even more, how thankful are we willing to be? In the Garth Brooks song, it says, again, as he walked away, he looked at his wife, and then and there... He thanked the good Lord, not for unanswered prayers, he's not dwelling on that, but for the gifts that God has put in his life. You hear me talk about this so often, but thankfulness, gratitude, 
appreciation for the life you now have, even with its challenges. I'm sure it's also filled with beautiful blessings. For me, I can look at the highs and the lows. The highs are easy. I look into the eyes of my wife or kids or friends or the city in which I live or the church with which I work. And I didn't have any of this in view when I was younger, but I'm so thankful that God did. And I can look on the other side of it and say, you know, there are things in my life that perhaps I would have prayed for them to be better. There are people, relationships, things going on in me and around me that I've asked for God to go another way, and they're not as, quote, good as maybe I would have wanted them to be. But I can't dwell on that. I mean, who am I to know what's good even in my own life? Remember the straw? The good things could be all around what I can see in a realm that I cannot, but that's what faith is, isn't it? It's looking at your life right now, wherever you are, listening to this episode saying, God, thank you for this. Every part of it, the triumphs and the tribulation. I am where you have put me, and I am thankful. Okay, so let's turn our attention to moving forward. What should be happening in our prayer life from here. Again, there's a part of me who says, why even ask God for things? It's not like I have any clue what to ask for. And yet, of course, we know that God desires to hear from us. He wants us to speak to him about things we perceive that we need. And again, I'm just floored by the idea that he would even listen, but he does. So how do we do this going forward? Well, I think a Bible read here could be really helpful. You will hear an old phrase that's often used, but very lightly considered, that I want you to give some extra weight this week. I'm talking about James chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. James writes, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, and spend a year there, and engage in business, and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Ooh, there is a lot of good stuff in those five verses. Firstly, I would note verse 14 says, you do not know. And isn't that true? I don't know what my life will be like tomorrow. I don't know what God's plans are. And so I can't go around boasting in this arrogance that I'm just going to formulate this perfectly articulated argument to God, and he's going to give me what I seek because of my faith. There is a lot of that, but only because my request aligns with the Lord's will. That's the phrase I was referencing. If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or do that. We use that phrase a lot, but this week, would you give it some extra weight, please? God, I've thought about my life and my situation, and it looks like the best thing that could happen would be this, and so I'm praying for it. And I believe that you can do it, but God, when I say if you will... I mean only if you will. I'm addressing a father who sees and knows all things and hands out good gifts 
where he knows they need to go. And so, God, if it be your will, let me live. If it be your will, let me do this or do that. But if it is not your will, deny me that thing. It may hurt. I probably won't understand it. In fact, I definitely won't understand why something I want is not granted, except that I understand this, God. Your will, your eternal nature, your knowledge is something in which I put my trust even above my own desires. If we can pray like that, truly interested in the Lord's will, we'll make all kinds of requests with the caveat of only if it pleases Him. We can accept any answer. We can appreciate what God has built, and we can keep going to Him courageously and faithfully every day. Now, as we get to this last couple of minutes, here is something I would like to do. I would like to make requests that align with the Lord's will more often. If I'm constantly getting a no on everything I'm asking, clearly my sight is in no way aligned with his. Now, I wish I could tell you, hey, take the blinders off, throw the straw away, and look at all of the things around you. But I just don't think that's possible for us while we're here. Maybe you can broaden out the end of that straw a little bit, but there won't be much progress. However, every little bit counts. So let me leave you with two things. Number one, get into the Word. I don't just mean daily reading of the Israelites in the Old Testament or the Gospel of Jesus, though those are terrific. I mean when you have an issue in your life, when you have a question, when you think something is important, go to the Word and study that thing. Study the character surrounding that thing. Broaden your view of what is real, what is beyond what you can see in a given room by looking into the timeless, heavenly Word of God. And then when you make requests, they'll have a little bit more perspective. And as you reference those verses in your prayer life to God, you stand a much better chance of aligning with His will. And God always says yes when we do that. And secondly, the text says you don't know almost anything, but it ended with, if you know the right thing to do, do it. Sometimes we're praying for direction and answers and affirmations from God when God's thinking, you already know the right thing to do. You know what I want. Just do it. And I believe if we'll do that, do the things we know are right, pray about everything else, we can rejoice in the answers of God, even the unanswered prayers. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.